Hello and welcome back to Coinscrum Markets. I'm thrilled to be joined again by Nick Mancini, Chief Community Officer at Trade the Chain. Hi Nick, how are you doing? Doing very well, how are you Paul? I'm very good, thank you. We've had an enforced break over the last couple of weeks, so good to be back. Uh, lots to catch up on um, in that time. It might not have gone unnoticed amongst viewers. The Bitcoin's back up towards its all-time highs, which a little bit unexpected maybe, um, but I think we all know the reason. Um, and that's probably the main piece of news that you want to talk about this week. Um, and I'm guessing it's all to do with um, expectations around um, SEC approving a Bitcoin ETF, but a futures-based one. Thoughts? Yeah, so that's pretty much all the news uh, anyone talked about. I think on the, the email that I sent you for the news drivers of the week was absence of neutral and uh, bearish news drivers because really all anyone is talking about is the SEC. Um, if you've been on Twitter, if you've been on the news uh, in the last 24 hours and you look up Bitcoin, it is ETF approval, SEC, something along the lines of that. So it does look uh, increasingly likely. It's never a done deal, but it does look very, very likely based on the ticker filings of the funds who are registering the ETFs and the signaling of the SEC based on social and uh, in, in back rooms that a futures-based ETF will be approved or Bitcoin futures uh, ETF will be approved Monday, Tuesday, or Wednesday at the latest. There's about four or five different funds jockeying for um, to be the first. Uh, there's two who have tickers already approved, Valkyrie and ARC. Uh, generally, ticker approval is like the second to last uh, thing you have to do before approval. So it generally does not happen unless uh, you are very close to the finish line or have gotten that kind of signal from the boss man. So um, it is looking very likely um, and we are expecting bullish, uh, you know, everything to be more or less kind of bullish in, in a bullish direction until the announcement at least. Mm. Um, and yeah, is this a classic buy the rumor, sell the fact? We're gonna just come Tuesday, announcements made, and then we tank. Oh, yeah. So I think uh, I think it's plausible that this this we're currently kind of in the rumor phase. We kind of already know what's going to happen, but now that we're kind of getting the confirmation, people are feeling a lot more comfortable while entering the trade. The thing that is interesting to us is that the trade is getting a lot more crowded as this news comes in. You know, we had Larry Fink from BlackRock say positive things. We had other, we had Gary Gensler in the Fed say that they're not gonna ban stable coins. This all happened within the last few weeks. So it's all kind of happening in the domino effect. And obviously Bitcoin has had three green weekly candles. So the trade is getting a bit crowded um, and we would expect, you know, bullish movement towards the news event. But once that happens, we would expect a typical sell the news style event as well. Um, although it's not guaranteed, it just the, the the logic lines up in that direction when you've already seen so much. I get I don't want to call it front running because that wouldn't be the right term, but a lot of people entering the trade early, mm -hmm. um, and you don't want to be the last one holding the bag. Yeah, yeah. Well, that might be reflected in some of the charts that we'll look at soon, especially about around um, Bitcoin's relative strength against um, you know uh, other. Uh, Yes, sir. The other tokens, etc. We'll, we'll come on to that, but I mean, it's got to be a pretty inefficient way of tracking the Bitcoin price doing it through futures contracts. So, again, yeah. it seems to be just a sentiment thing, market getting excited about it and um, you know, just playing around the news of it. But look, none of this is bad. And even if this is a step towards a physical one, I know there's a few other dates coming up in the calendar 
um, throughout October and November for um, possible you know, approvals, which have not gone through before around the spot or physical uh, Bitcoin ETFs. Um, so maybe I'll feed into that um, and we'll come back and review those at the time. So um, let's, let's look at this sentiment chart. I think uh, it says it all really if we go into the Bitcoin sentiment chart to start with. Um, what's this telling us, Nick? Yeah, so what's interesting about the Bitcoin sentiment chart is that for, and I understand you may see a little bit of green, a flash of green and a flash of red on either side, but Bitcoin uh, sentiment has been more or less neutral um, since coming out of last weekend. So obviously Sunday, Monday is always kind of the bearish day um, or, you know, it's kind of been Monday, Tuesday lately. So we had a bit, bit of a drop there. Um, we recovered and then sentiment has just been neutral. And I think this is because the ETF news has been so prevalent that we're just getting these confirmation boosts um, and sentiment isn't going crazy because I think the market, there's nothing overtly positive or negative about what's happening because we've all kind of more or less been aware of it. And also uh, for specifically for sentiment, um, you know, neutral can mean continuation of previous price action. You know, neutral is exactly what it is. It's there's, there's no legitimate influence happening. So if Bitcoin has been on a bullish trajectory and you see sentiment is neutral for five days, why would you assume that any change is happening? There's no catalyst to signal that a change is indeed happening. So neutral sentiment during a bullish run is completely fine to me. Um, the only thing I would be worried about is if it starts dipping into that extreme bearish territory, which we're going to, <clears throat> we're probably going to see a big reaction when and if the big ETF news becomes announced. But you also have to remember, a lot of retail does not understand the impact that the futures ETF is going to have. It does seem a little bit mumbo jumbo-y. It seems like this is inefficient. It seems like there's going to be a lot of fees and that is all correct, but that does not mean it's going to be a bad thing. So I have seen a lot of negative chatter on Twitter about Bitcoin in regard to the ETF, although the general consensus is this is a positive for price action. So it's very interesting how people are absorbing the news and, and what they're doing with it. But clearly, overall, things are neutral. Bullish price action is maintained. We have plus 15% trading volume. We have plus 22% tweet volume. I don't know how you could short this, uh, seeing the sentiment chart. So I'll just leave it at that. Okay. Well, um, not being in the news in the same way, I'm sure it will follow. Um, uh, generally does somewhere down the line, um, but no real talk around uh, similar Ethereum ETFs at the moment. Um, but let's look at the Ethereum sentiment chart. Yeah, so Ethereum sentiment has been very volatile um, and rightfully so. So as we'll discuss when we discuss the technicals and dominance levels, um, you know, Ethereum has definitely been in, an, in, a, in a zone where it's, there's a lot going for Ethereum, but there's also a lot going for everything else in crypto right now. And uh, if, if we looked at the fund flows and if you're in the trade the chain community, I share um, generally weekly data about um, kind of institutional level information. Um, and we were talking about fund flows. So basically for the first half of the year, all the fund flows were Bitcoin. And then eventually like starting to get, um, you know, just before we kind of had the big, uh, you know, if you want to call it crash capitulation and onward, a lot of fund flows were in Ethereum. So we're starting to see Ethereum kind of come off a little bit, I think as funds reallocate to Bitcoin because it's a sexy trade. And that just created a lot of wonky volatility for Ethereum and it's made it easy to kind of push around. So if we look, this, the bearish sentiment coincides with price action. As soon as we got a bullish lift, that signaled pretty much a big boost that we just dealt with for the past two days. 
And now Ethereum is in a holding pattern just under um, you know, resistance, which we'll, we'll discuss in a little bit. So the fact that sentiment is dipping while Bitcoin's neutral and um, Bitcoin looks like it wants to rise is a little bit worrying. Um, and I'm kind of going back and forth on this too, but I, I, I think in my heart of hearts that Ethereum will likely follow Bitcoin um, and that this, this kind of wonky sentiment um, you know, pattern that you want to call it, uh, I have a feeling that this is actually going to get a little bit more neutral as well. I think a lot of people are going to stop talking um, about Ethereum in the near future on Twitter. I think it's going to go neutral. And I think it, it, when generally when there's an absence of conversation and volume is generally when whales like to take over. And I think we'll probably see a lot of volatility um, more than likely to the upside for Ethereum. But be careful with Ethereum <clears throat> specifically because all of the sentiment is on Bitcoin. You know, so just uh, that that's probably the biggest note for at least next week is just be careful because there might there may be an absence of volume and conversation. And whenever that happens, someone is taking advantage of that absence. Yep. OK, that all makes sense. Right. Let's see how this translates into the technical chart. Let's first look at the Bitcoin one. Yeah, so this is a uh, this is a thing of beauty. Um, I think anyone who <laughs> this is the chart that we we wanted, uh, you know, coming off those lows late September. So um, Christmas came has come a little early. Uh, we we busted above the 0.7 um, 86 fib level, which uh, encompasses the in this fib, Fibonacci retracement encompasses the entire movement from peak to trough um, of 2021. And we just broke through the 786 FIB, which is a very strong kind of, you know, stalwart level. Um, and the fact that we broke through this really tells me that the likely price action is going to be choppy movement all the way to the top of the FIB retracement. So it does look like we are growing increasingly bullish. Um, as you can see, just where we are currently, look at how much buy interest there is. There's as much buy interest above current price and at current price then there is 50% of current price <laughs> or 40% or lower than current price, which is crazy. People want the same amount of Bitcoin that they do <clears throat> at this price as they do around 40, 45K. That's telling. Um, so it looks very good. But if, if some, let's say negative news event happens, a big whale sells, God forbid something happened with the network, whatever, um, the first support level would be that 786 FIB level. I would expect some recovery there. Um, I don't think there's anything that can really stop the Bitcoin chain right now, other than you know a, a nuclear meltdown event on the globe. So worst comes to worst, you know, let's say asteroids about to hit Earth, maybe we come down um, to the to the lower fib level. But also, this fib is probably going to be very important if the ETF um, announcement comes. So you know, like we were talking, if Bitcoin goes up, you know, during the rumor and it sells off during the news. Well, if we get to the top of the FIB level, the sell-off will then be the two FIB levels that we just discussed, the 0.786 and the, uh, the 0.618. And I, I have to look at those, I always forget. But um, those would be the first two stops for the Bitcoin train if we reach the top of the FIB level uh, prior to the ETF news. So this is kind of an all-encompassing chart. Um, you may see a lot of volatility in these top two boxes over the next seven days. Okay. Yeah, I think I tend to agree with you. And, uh, you know, it's always interesting when you start approaching uh, former all-time highs. Go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, no, I mean, just questions around double tops. I mean, I know, um, you know, historically when Bitcoin's come up to its previous all-time highs, it's generally got close and, and had an initial fail, pullback, and then uh, gone through a second attempt. 
Um, so I guess that's something, and that kind of um, um, that aligns with uh, what you just said there. And you know, maybe maybe we do get that sell up after the news, and that's the initial initial pause. Yeah, and you can see the technicals on the chart. Like everything is a bit overextended right now, and that's what I'm saying. The trade is overcrowded. Like it's clear, it doesn't mean that it's going to be done right now. There's always room to grow, um, but it's overcrowded. And you know, if you if you are just entering now, if you're just seeing the show, you're just seeing the news. Um, please be careful because uh, there's going to be a lot of volatility in the current range, and we may see within a seven day time the same price that we have today. You know, in five seven days. Yeah. Okay. Right. Let's move on to the Ethereum technical chart. Yeah. So Ethereum is actually a little bit tougher to decipher based on what I had said yesterday, just because there's so much attention on Bitcoin. It's just like, what do we do with this thing? Um, so I'm still, I've not sold any Ethereum. I'm not underexposed. I have the same exact amount of exposure. I'm just probably not leveraged trading Ethereum like I'm leveraged trading Bitcoin. Um, so I, I've got, I'll, occasionally if I go very long Bitcoin, I will take an Ethereum hedge. And I think that's a smart idea to do because A, Ethereum may run with Bitcoin and B, if it, uh, if it doesn't, then, um, you know, you, you've got a decent hedge. So um, that's how I've just been treating it. But I, I have a feeling it'll more or less move in line with Bitcoin um, and, and follow a similar pattern. So we're just at that FIB level that I mentioned before, that 0.786. Um, it's coiling around. Generally, when you see a coil like this, we, we typically move to the upside, but there does appear, appear to be a slight absence of buy interest at the current level. Um, so I think what may be more likely is probably the orange as we kind of consolidate a little bit under the current FIB level and then move higher over the weekend. But I would be shocked if Ethereum didn't marginally move higher with Bitcoin. Like if it just completely stayed flat or fell on its face, I would be shocked because um, I think there is still a very great bull case for Ethereum. Um, and, and the more that Bitcoin grows and increases exposure around the globe, uh, I, I still feel that that's good for Bitcoin or Ethereum long term as well. So expect more volatility and more risk out of Ethereum. Um, but if you are an Ethereum maxi or you're strictly trading Ethereum or something like that, um, I'm expecting it to, to more or less follow Bitcoin. Okay. Right. Well, we said at the top that this uh, Bitcoin strength was going to be reflected in some of the charts we look at. I think um, none more so than the Bitcoin dominance chart here. Um, you know, we got right down to the previous uh, lows from um, earlier in the year and a pretty strong bounce back up towards the top of this range. Um, what's your thoughts on this? Yeah, so this is like, uh, this has been my favorite chart for the past few weeks. Um, and I, I want to say the last time we talked, which was, you know, what, two weeks ago is... The 200 moving average was the target, um, and we we saw that bounce that happened. Um, you know, I want to say that early October, pretty much that green candle on that bounce was, I think, the last time we talked. And I was like, it looks like a strong bounce to me, um, and a, a strong bounce it was. We went up for literally a week straight. Um, we had a few volatile moments, but for the most part, um, that has been inching, inching, inching higher. Uh, we are currently at the 200 moving average as we speak, which is major resistance. But if Bitcoin continues higher, um, so will this candle as well. So I've outlined the three major resistance points. Um, and I certainly expect Bitcoin dominance to reach 47 and 48 uh, percent, potentially in the near term. I think 47 percent is a lot more likely than 48. But 
you know where it's going to be headed in what direction. So um, that's, you know, I think Bitcoin's going to continue to move higher. I think Bitcoin dominance is going to go stronger. But as soon as we see that reversal, and I don't think it's going to be one candle, we're going to, it's going to be, you know, a holding period where we're like, what's the next move? But we could see a rejection, you know, at the 47, 48 level. Because once, you know, you have to think about sentiment, you have to think about optics, you have to think about dominance. You know, if we get back up to levels that we were near before um, and then the news washes away where Bitcoin's no longer in vogue and everyone just made a bunch of money on a Bitcoin trade, where do you think that money is going to go? Other places in the crypto market, it's going to cycle around to, to accumulate more money. Um, so it's likely that whenever we reach this resistance point, it does reverse, but it will take a few days and a holding period to, to decipher that. Um, but it doesn't. And, and, and when that does happen is when I will no longer be overweight Bitcoin and I will be overweight altcoins. Yeah. OK, well, let's look at also interestingly from the last time that we did speak a couple of weeks ago, um, the turnaround as well in Ethereum um, relative in relative terms as well. So let's look at the Ethereum dominance because that that was, uh, you know, that had been creeping around lows again. We were talking about finding support on that moving average. And it's turned around nicely. Yeah. So a lot of the technical formations that we had drawn for um, Ethereum have actually broken down. So it's more or less just up to kind of the, the classical technicals now. So moving averages, uh, the 200 moving average has been a stalwart for the uh, for all dominance levels on the daily chart, as we just saw Bitcoin as it was was uh, at 200 moving average resistance. Ethereum just bounced off 200 moving average resistance. Um, it does look positive to see a strong bounce like that, but obviously we're being rejected by the confluence of the 50 and 100 moving averages. Um, after talking with a few friends, we don't think this looks terrible, um, but it obviously signals what I kind of said before is that you want to be trading Bitcoin. If you are trading Ethereum, it may follow Bitcoin, but Bitcoin is likely going to be the better actor um, in terms of uh, uh, price gains for your portfolio. So seeing this, it does look like Ethereum is moving in a positive direction. It has a very positive balance. But if I go and look at the Bitcoin dominance chart, that's probably where I want to be. So with no negatives on Ethereum, um, it's just why would you take the risk on something that you know is in a key inflection point where Bitcoin has everything going for it. And that's kind of what this chart's telling you. Okay. Um, and then finally, let's look at the others' dominance, everything outside of Bitcoin, Ethereum. A bit more choppy here. Yeah, so this has been a very interesting chart since I started sharing it on um, the volatility. It's been at a 3% range. So pretty much the entirety of altcoins, which uh, make up you know a solid good chunk of the market, about you know, like what, 30, 40%. Um, They've been in a 3% volatile range. And, you know, we just saw what a 3% movement did to Bitcoin, you know. So to see that in a day-by-day -day volatile range just shows you what's happening in the altcoin market. And it's very fragmented. You know, there are a few top O1s moving. I've seen Phantom. I've seen, um, you know, a few others move. And then a few are down in the gutter. So if you're on altcoins, it's very much a dark throw right now. And, I, and it's, it's clearly what the Bitcoin chart has been telling you is Bitcoin is the daddy. Um, and it's kind of, you know, pushing around, uh, you know, bullying altcoins, if you want to call that, call it that. Um, what I've drawn here is a basically a parallel channel. So this to me is, is more or less the channel positivity for altcoins. So um, if you are under, if you're beneath the dotted line, um, altcoins 
are not looking good. If this number is above the dotted line, then altcoins are looking good. So I think this is just a very good benchmark to say, where do I wanna be trading today? If you can draw a parallel channel exactly as I have, and you treat it exactly as I said, you will probably be able to trade altcoins pretty decently. And that doesn't mean that if it's below that you're, that, you know, all altcoins are gonna be in the gutter. There's always gonna be a few, but if it's bouncing on support or it's moving higher towards the center or top of the range, um, that's going to be a good sign for altcoins. So just kind of use that as a barometer as you figure out what Bitcoin's doing, because I've been telling people on Twitter, I'll say it here, this is a good time to start hawking the altcoins that you would like to buy for later on. We know Bitcoin's gonna go boom. We know it's probably going to affect some altcoin prices. So there's probably going to be bargains soon. So this is telling you, find your bargains. You, now you can get good timing and start scalping the, the moonshots, the big risky assets that you want to gear up for, for later on in the quarter. Okay, right. Well, that's definitely one to keep an eye on for the future. Nick, um, always a pleasure to speak to you uh, and get your insights. Um, obviously, keep an eye, everyone should be keeping an eye on the announcements early next week, what it means to the market overall. And we will come back and uh, take a look at what the fallout from that has been um, in a week or two's time. Nice to meet you.
Okay, so I'm going to 